listening to this Jubilee Church podcast. Feel free to check out our website at www.jubilee.org.uk or come along on any Sunday morning. Well, thank you for coming to the Meeting Leaders Seminar. So, what we were keen to do was to uh, do a seminar for those who have some responsibility for leading and hosting meetings. There's a chair up here, Steve, if you want to. And uh, we were keen to do something that looked at um, different people's responsibilities and that, particularly the interaction of musicians and worship leaders and meeting hosts, the anchor person or meeting leaders, whatever terminology you use, and there's a whole range of different labels, but we just wanted to explore um, together how that interaction works. Um, And so we'd asked uh, Joss if he would do that for us, uh, which he agreed to, and and then got sick. So, um, so that's why he hasn't, hasn't been here today. Actually, he's been quite unwell this week and been in hospital. He's now at home and recovering uh, from his virus well, which is good. Um, so rather than Joss, uh, you have the assembled panel before us, before you in fact, uh, of Michaela and Andy and myself. Um, so, could somebody That's shut the door yeah, for me? That'd be great. Thank well, you. feel free. Make the big cheer. Now we close the door. We're in so much trouble. Again. I'm always in trouble. Yes. It's just the depths that vary. The depths, yes, indeed. So, um, these guys can introduce themselves uh, in, in a moment so yeah. to a greater degree. Um, but obviously, Michaela's leading uh, worship for us today. Great time this morning. Thank you for that. For the band. Uh, and Andy leads the team, uh, the ownership team at King's Church in Horsham. And for me, my background is uh, as a musician and worship leader before I was a preacher and church leader. So, my sort of first sort of any sort of public ministry in church was as a member of the worship group, as we called it back in the day, and, um, and then I went on to lead worship uh, and did that for years before I started preaching and certainly before I was involved in, in leading a church. So, although I don't do it that much these days, I get wheeled out at the height of summer sometimes, <laughs> when everybody else is away, uh, wheel out the old guy and let him have a go on his five-string guitar again. Um, so, so I still do, do that sometimes. Um, but my background really is leading worship in a local church and in, in celebrations um, and working with others who are, have got some responsibility uh, for leading a meeting or for oversight of that. Um, these days I tend to be on the other side of the fence, if there is a fence. We'll come to that in a moment perhaps. Um, and I perhaps generally speaking I'm leading a responsibility for leading a meeting uh, or something like uh, we had this morning. So we thought what we would do is um, we talk from our own experience, but I'm quite, I was quite keen to get these guys to talk about how it works um, at King's particularly. Because what I've observed from being around them for a little while, and certainly 
uh, when they've been up to us over recent years, is one of the strengths that we've observed is them operating as a team. Now, it's not that I've never been in a team. I love teams. I mean, countless teams. But what we observed with the team that came up from Kings to serve us was just the way they worked together, the way they honoured one another, uh, and the way even through a, through a meeting there was a lot of interaction and a lot of you know, even conversation. What do you think? What do you feel God's saying here? What have you got, uh, got to add to it? Um, so it didn't feel like it was just one person like, they're the meeting leader, they're the worship leader, and we'll see what happens. But there's far more in terms of seeing them operate as a team and lead a meeting as a team. And we've certainly tried to take some of those lessons on board. I think it would be fair to say we're learning them. I haven't got a couple of our worship leaders in the room. I should be careful what I say. We've got it all sussed. And they'll say, no, you haven't. It's not like that at all. Um, there's certainly some lessons that we're learning and wanting to do that more. Um, and even to see you and Jack leading together this morning, it was hard to say, well, who's the worship leader? Who's, where's the band? It was very much... As a team, you're, you're leading worship, so even, even that was good to, good to observe as well. Um, so, for the assembled crowd, is it worth you just giving us a pen portrait of who you are and a bit of your story, and um, mm -hmm. you can do the same, yeah. and then we'll go from there. Is that all right? Sure. Thank you. Hi, uh, I'm Michaela. I uh, live in Horsham, and I've got a husband Luke, and I've got two young daughters. Pollyanna, who's three and a half, and Lillian, who should be two in July. Uh, that's what I do, pretty much. I stay at home mum, um, as well as doing music. Um, I do a bit of teaching on our, uh, our worship academy, which is sort of affiliated with, uh, uh, with, with King's Church. Um, run kind of songwriting workshops and things. I do a lot of songwriting um, and I'm part of the worship team at King's Lead Worship and uh, play keys and I've been doing that for... Uh, Come on, you play keys, Michaela, and you play... Keys and guitar and, and bass and drums, although I never actually played drums at King's. But yeah, so we moved, um, Luke and I moved to Horsham uh, in February 2014, and then shortly after that, I started. A uh, couple months after that, I started coming to Kings, and then a few months after that, got involved with the worship team. Um, so that's kind of how long we've been doing it for. I've been uh, in church pretty much my whole life, so just been part of various different churches in various different worship teams um, of all sorts uh, over the years. So yeah. and, and bands. And bands. Yeah, yeah outside of church. And outside, uh, bands outside of church. So kind of got done sort of gigging and session work and bits and pieces like that, as well as doing more the church side of things. So yeah, just a few few details. Very good. Who are you? Why are you? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I was asking myself the same. I'm Andy. Um, as Graham said, I mean, some of you will know me already, um, but uh, lead the team at Horsham and um, lots we could say. I think I think the worship um, element has been something that we've really kind of saw as a pillar for us in terms of what God was calling us to be as church. Um, and so we've invested 
a lot in worship. We felt God, that was something God really wanted us to do. Um, and any of you old enough to remember the, the film Field of Dreams? Kevin Costner. Remember that? The key phrase from that movie was, if you build it, they will come. Okay? Um, and um, we kind of did that with worship, uh, really. So we spent a lot of money um, on uh, getting a full-time worship director, who was a professional musician, Joss, who's going to be here. Uh, Joss was the lead guitarist in Fatfish, um, as many of you will know. Um, so uh, we wanted to do that. We invested heavily, really heavily, in, in a lot of equipment. Um, so it, it was something I think we were very committed to, um, but it's very easy to think it's kind of like a silver bullet. You think, you'll oh, get that, get all the professional musicians in, get all that right, and everything will be wonderful. Um, uh, you know, there's a lot more, a lot more to it than that. I think if you want, you know, excellence, which is something we really believe in um, across the board with whatever we do, then you do have to invest in it. Um, because if you want quality musicians like Michaela and Jack and people that have earned their livings doing it, they, you know, there's a certain standard of equipment, if you like, that they need and expect to be able to perform and, and do what you want them to do at the level you want them to do it at. You can't, you know, give Picasso, do you know what I mean, sort of free half tuned crayons and say, paint this, you know, you have to. So, so, so I guess that was where we started with it, but, but what's happened for us as a church, as we've kind of been on this journey of pursuing the presence of God, is, is to think about, okay, how does worship fit? Actually, how does everything fit? And why do we do what we do on a Sunday? Why, why do we do it like we do it? Um, and there was a bit of a, uh, an inspirational moment that uh, my youngest son uh, brought to my attention through a, a wisecrack that he made to some of our visitors one Sunday lunchtime. Uh, and uh, obviously we have visiting speakers, people come and they're always around for lunch and kids are always there. So Eddie would have been like 11, I guess, something like that, 12. And uh, he's our youngest, the comedian. And um, as they were talking, this couple, they said that they didn't have a television. Now, at this moment, I could see the wheels of my youngest child's head just going, sorry, say that again? <laughs> you haven't got a television. And I could see him going, I'm thinking, what is he going to say? <laughs> and then he said, if you don't have a television, what does all your furniture point at? <laughs> <laughs> and I suddenly thought, wow, that was really quite insightful. Um, and then as, as we've been thinking about church and how we do our meetings and stuff, you kind of think, what does actually everything point at? And if I was honest... And I'll be honest, because you look like a trustworthy bunch. It all pointed to the sermon. The sermon was our TV. Every piece of furniture on a Sunday pointed towards the sermon. Um, and so you kind of think about it, you know, I mean, I joke about it, but, you know, you've got the worships to warm everybody up for the sermon. <laughs> the prophetic's there to let everybody know it's going to be a good sermon. <laughs> and the ministry team exists to count just how good the sermon was by who responds to the sermon. Um, and, I mean, I, I'm caricaturing, but, but do you know what I mean? There is that sense of that. And one of my biggest problems often is everybody wants to be a preacher. And you think there's only 52 Sundays in a year. Um, but there's, everybody wants to preach, and the reality is, is the reason they want to do that is because we want to be significant. 
Everybody wants significant. And if all your furniture's pointing at the sermon, then who's the most significant person in the room? The preacher. And so, it, it, I don't think it's conscious, but certainly subconsciously, you create this context, because everything's pointing at that, that you end up with this, this sense of, well, I want to be significant, I want to be the preacher. Um, and, so, and so we kind of looked long and hard at that. Now, to be fair, if you came to my church tomorrow, you'd probably think it's no different to our church. But the difference is the attitude with which you come. Mm. And so for us, and you can hear it sometimes when people sort of say, and we do it, and I do it still sometimes, so you know, I'm not picking on anybody, is I'll hand over to the worship team. And if you want, you're handing over. Okay. You know, so we think of a baton, don't we? Pass the baton on, and then they, you finish, they pass it back to the meeting host, and the meeting host, after that. And what, what we've tried to do, and what I've tried to do, is to think more of it like a basketball game than a relay race. And so you just think, the way a basketball team works is everybody is pressing forward, and whoever's got the shot is past the ball. So... If, if you're not in position, if you like, and someone else is, then you pass the ball to them. And, and what we try to do is build an environment on a Sunday where you think we want to encounter the presence of God. We want to hear God's voice to us. And who's best placed to do that? In that either in that moment or, or whatever. And so there's that sense of actually you're not passing the baton over now. I sit down and you stand up, Michaela, and now you do your thing. It's like, okay, well, here's the ball. Can you make a play? Can you make something that's going to work? If not, pass the ball back. There's a prophet that's got something. Let's, yeah. let's see if they've got the shot. Because what you want to do is then gather around what God's doing in that, in that moment. Um, and, you know, we've had Sundays, not for a little while to be fair, um, you know, where the worship just gone on and on and I'd like ten minutes at the end to kind of... <laughs> not do a lot because you think God's spoken, I don't need to speak, God's spoken um, through the worship and, and whatever. But you know, just to bring some reality, I mean, you're all going back going, well I only said we can worship for like you know, an hour and a half and then all go home. Um, you know, it, as I say, that has happened, it hasn't happened for a while, um, to be fair. Um, and you know, I believe in preaching, I believe that, that, that you know, faith comes through hearing, hearing through the word of God, I think it's important, so I'm not discounting it, but we've always got to be open to who's got the shot. Mm, yeah. um, and I think the difference is what, not what it looks like, but what it feels like. Does it feel like mm. anything could happen at any moment, rather than, well, we, whatever happens, we all know that everything's going to stop for that 40-minute slot, mm. whatever happens. Yeah. Um, and, and so I guess that's been part of, part of our journey, really, in, in, in team. Uh, and, and it's hard, actually, because it's, it's not normally how it's been traditionally done. The temptation is um, you still create two teams, so you can still end up with your hosting team, so your host, your preacher, your prophet, whoever it was, and a worship team. Because there's a physical separation, it's easy to forget that no, that is one team, mm. and so the the challenge is keeping that communication going between everybody in that in that team. So we were just talking about it over lunch. So if, can I make some comments on this morning? Yeah. Would that be all right? 
you know, we loved, so we were all right. But, so there was a great deal of, of, I don't know if you spotted it, there was a lot of discussion going on at the front. The teams of profits were like, all what's going on. Now I'm at the side, deliberately, or keeping out of the way, um, just observing. And where I would say there was improvement to be made was communicating with the band what was going on in the huddle. Because I, I could feel the sense of, you'd just gone from a time of singing in kind of the spirit, and there was like, there was instrumental going on. The congregation could see there's a big huddle going on at the front, so we're kind of expecting something to happen. The band's looking, except, so nobody quite knew what was going on. Um, and so you have to kind of communicate to the band, you know, you know do another one, or, or keep going, or wait a minute, or, or something, and, and it's hard. So, you know, there'll be some days, I'm sure McKay will go, yeah, well, there was that Sunday last week, Andy, when you didn't do that either. So I'm not saying, you know, we've got it. I'm just using a real-life example to kind of help with how we help them, but also to give the worship leaders authority. Um, and what we're really good at often in church across the board is we give people responsibility but not authority to go with responsibility. And so what I've said to, to, to our worship leaders is, is that just because you think I want to do something doesn't mean you have to let me do it. So because we're working in teams. So you, you've got to remember that your worship leaders, you know, have heard from God, have been before God, got the music together, um, and, and are building towards something. And they, in some ways they'll have a better sense of what's going on in the room than you because they can see everybody. And so you've got to remember that they're trying to build towards something as well. Um, and so when you come and waggle the microphone, which is what I do if I kind of feel like I've got a contribution that I want to bring, uh, and this has happened and people have seen it and they do laugh, is, you know, the worst people go, no. Mm -hmm. And I'm okay with that. Sure. You know, because we're a team yeah. trying, to, trying to work together and sometimes they get it right, sometimes they get it wrong, sometimes I get, yes. you know, we, we, we do that, but there has to be that ability for them to be able to say, it's, I mean, it's difficult because you're not actually speaking, you know, essentially, I'm going with something, can I keep, can I keep going with it? <coughs> now, obviously, if I went like that and they went no, and I went, mm -hmm, then, <laughs> then maybe that, that would be a different story, but, but there is that, there is that sense of actually they've got that that authority to, yeah, to yes, say, actually, yes. I'm kind of sensing something else. Hearing that is really helpful, and I wish we'd observed it, and um, just hearing your sort of perspective on it. It would be good to hear it from how you find it is, is as a worship leader, you obviously got the band there, how do you get them caught up in it? How do you sort of work out what you're doing with the band while keeping one eye on what he's just said or what you think he wants to do or his microphone waving. Um, Don't ask me what I do, someone wants to bring a tongue. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <cool>. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah in, t in terms of taking the example of this morning, um, in terms of like from where we were standing, yeah, it, it's like, and he's right, and that it, there was kind of like the, the huddle happening uh, it was actually really helpful because Rupert um, came and introduced himself to me because he was him and his wife were anchoring a meeting they were kind of hosting it through um, explaining what we're going to do next and stuff 
And before uh, the meeting started, he uh, came over to me, introduced himself, and said, "Hey, you know, because obviously it's, it's a conference. You know, it's, it's different to a Sunday setting where you're more familiar with people." Um, but he just said, "Hey, I'm anchoring. You know, if, if you, you know, I'm the one to communicate with." Basically, was what he was saying in terms of just really where we were going yeah. and kind of nods and that sort of thing. So that was really, really helpful. Um, so it, because it meant that during the set, while um, you know. We, we kind of had our own ideas about kind of what, what was happening, but actually to, to link that together with with what was happening, you know, at the front of the hundreds and stuff. And I think, yeah, you know, at, at one point maybe it would have been helpful just for a little nod over or, or something like that. But I think just like that whole that whole thing of just being in it together is so key and just like the, the the thing about being one team, like we're 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 unified, we're one body, and that applies just as much to the people running the meeting and leading as it does yeah. to the well done, you know yeah. the people in the mm. in the congregation. And so just to just to just to just to my kind of role as as worship leader and Jack's, Jack's role in that is as a uh, you know the the person standing doing the welcoming is is is. They're just all as important as each other, I think, and it's just—it's a different role, but it's still in that in that body. So it's like, let's let's be in this together, and and we all want to pursue His presence, don't we? All we all we all want to see more of what God wants to do. We want to kind of open ourselves to to be taken on this adventure that is a is a, that is a Sunday meeting, or that's what I that's what I kind of see it as, and I think we all kind of together. Exploring that together and that adventure, I think there's just yeah. But I mean, in terms of uh, yeah, him him just kind of introducing himself to me at the beginning and saying this is who I am, like that was that was really really helpful. And then I was able to communicate that to Jack, like doing the purple t-shirt. That was the you know he, he's the one that you looked yeah. you know we kind of looked to. Um, and in terms of uh, the band, um, I think that because because with again with this morning like this with this, with this conference we're a band that we know each other quite well all of us and so we're on team together and we've got that we've got a relationship um, that's there already so having that there already is really really helpful to you know be able to because you know, if you kind of like often when you are trying to communicate something you've not really got the time or the space to think about how is the the best most polite Yes. Way to communicate. Sometimes you just want to like talk, say something down and talk about mine, and and and, you, and 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 having that relationship there with the band just is, means that you're free to just like say yeah, because uh, um, say I'll do this particular key or no, we're not we're not going to do it. I'm good at this now, and like actually not sounding bossy, but sounding like that you know them them trusting that that you've got something that you're going to go yeah. with and so that, that, that and, and so I know that like those guys they're behind me and they're supporting me and I think that that's really important as well just from a band that's dynamic yeah. um, well just um, yeah. just for those of you who don't know so you see Jack's got two microphones mm. um, one of those he speaks into comes through their in ears so they've all got stuff in their ears so they can hear everything that's that's going on mm. the PA guys can hear and speak in on that and sometimes in the bigger conferences, I'll have a whisper mic at the front so I can actually talk mm -hmm. if, if that happens. But that, that's called a whisper mic or talkback mic. 
Um, so they're not saying we go for McDonald's or Burger King after this. So that's all that is. So that's what's going on. So they've all got their, their, their in-ear monitors um, going I on. I think one thing you said there, I thought highlights, and this is easy to do in a local church, is the issue of relationship. So I think we're probably quite good at having, you know, team meetings. So if it's typically a leadership team role to host a meeting, you'll probably get the leadership team meeting together with some degree of regularity. Yeah. You know, you've got your bands meeting together and rehearsing and praying and yeah. spending time together or the worship team like we do with our sort of all our worship team this week had a sort of evening together. That's really good. But what you're talking about is, is not just the relationship of the band, but actually the cross-relationship, if you like, between those two, two groups. And it's, I think thinking about how you invest in that, how you encourage that, because you've got the worship team having their meetings, you've probably got leaders having their meetings. I think, I'm thinking, okay, how much are we doing together to build that relationship? So, and I've got some level of relationship with Joss, First time I've met you today, so there isn't, and it's great, but it's not the same degree of relationship and knowing, I think you're probably going to go here with that. Or, yeah. uh, but actually, when you're working week in, week out, week out with the same group of musicians, I can tell by, so, so Caroline is one of our one of our worship leaders, so I think I knew that you sat in my seminar with expect. He's playing right in front of me. Um, I, I could tell probably by what she's playing, I, I, I know where she's going with this. I've got a pretty good idea what what song she might go to because I can tell what she's doing and I've got a feel for where she wants to take it because there's some history there. We've, we've done this together for quite, for quite a while. Yeah. When it's with a whole new band and a bunch of people you don't really know, mm -hmm. that's much harder. Mm. Um, and then you, you, you've got uh, that's a whole lot, lot more work to, to try, and make, try and make work. But in terms of local church context, which we're primarily talking about in the seminar, You've, you've got the same group of people largely about. I think I'm thinking, even from what we're saying now, I'm thinking, okay, what are we doing to have our musicians and worship leaders and meeting leaders in the same room and building some relationship? It's getting people's heart, isn't it, as well? It's, it's like coming back to Michaela's kind of, you don't want to go down the, the whisper mic going, play this key. And, and it, it sound bossy. It'll only sound bossy if, if there's no relationship on the end of it. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And so I think you're right in terms of investing in the team, whether it's the prophetic, the worship, whatever it is, is to know that they're, they're loved, they're honoured, mm. they're respected, they're part of the team, means that, you know, if in, in, in the spur of the moment you say something that is a bit short or a bit whatever, it, it, it doesn't land on anything because, it, you know, they're loved and they know they're loved and, and vice mm. and vice versa. Um, mm. I think it's true. I think I think the um, so I think for investing in your worship team, it, it, you know, financially investing in, in, in relational relationship. I think as well to get an understanding of how they do what they do. So mm. for you that'll be easy having been a mus musician, but I think for a lot of us that kind of lead churches or teams or host meetings we're not musicians we're not worship leaders and so we don't know quite what's involved so find out you know because actually so we have a kind of probably a rough rule of thumb that I wouldn't bring any contribution or anything at least 
the first three or four songs because they're they're building to something, and so I wouldn't, I just wouldn't wouldn't go go near it. And I've been in churches where, well, I think it's one right now, see, where where I sort of afterwards had coffee with the the worship leader, and, and I kind of asked, say, how do you feel? And and I just said, do you feel the prophetic is valued as a gift more than your worship leading gift? And she said, how do you know that? Mm-hmm. And I said, well, I'm prophetic, it's a much better gift. No, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> um, is I could just see. Okay. Um, and what was happening, and, and this was after several visits, that wasn't just a one-off, was that she's obviously kind of coming before God, she's preparing, she's getting stuff ready, and she's, she's trying to move the church, bring the church somewhere in worship mm-hmm. that's constantly being hacked at by... Mm-hmm by prophetic words, some of which were good, some of which really were. Um, you know, so to have that sense of, you know, what, just understanding with them what it is they're trying to do. And it's not every week, so I don't have to sit down with Michaela every week, because I know roughly now how, how it works and what they're trying to do. And they know how I think, so, you know, there's that sense yeah. of, actually, if, if, if we're kind of getting into the glory realm and we're just enjoying you know, all eyes are all father, and you always get someone going, I feel God wants to say there's someone here with a bad toe, or something, you think, you know, we're all looking up here, and you now want us to all start looking down here, so some of that's about just skilling in in hosting, and what it is you're trying to do, Um, but I think there is definitely that, you know, honour, honour that gift, um, worship leading gift, um, as, as a contribution gift on a Sunday, and how you would deal with that. Because yeah. you'd never stop someone halfway through a prophetic word and I'm just going to go and ask this bloke what he brings. But we do that with our worship things a lot. Mm-hmm. So just a... Uh, it's all that yeah, loving. Yeah, and with helps with, like, with um, like on a, like a Sunday morning meeting. You know, everyone's got busy weeks and often on Sunday there's not that much time after you've... Because like, we rehearse every week on a, on a Thursday or on a Sunday, we rehearse on Thursday night. So... We've kind of gone through the songs already, and where sort of the Sunday morning after sound check is sort of the the run through kind of refresher, I guess, practice, and, ever, and anything that's kind of changed between Thursday and Sunday, which happens a fair amount, to be fair. But um, in terms of songs, or just kind of feeling as to what God wants to do, um, but often because that Sunday morning bit, and like we have a prayer meeting before as well, and then you get people coming in from that, so. You kind of have that bit where everything feels a little bit frantic for like half an hour, and everyone's, you know, people are kind of rushing to do different things, and this conversation needs to happen, this conversation needs to happen, like, have they got the right words, have they got, you know, have they got the, the PowerPoint for the talk, and all that kind of thing. But like somewhere in that, having a bit of a, just a, like a couple of minute conversation with whoever's anchoring, um, just to, like, if, if there's something on my heart that I'm like, I feel like this is what I want to land to, this is where I want to get to, just sharing that with them um, so that they know. <laughs> so otherwise they don't know. And, um, you know, I'm not going to expect them to just suddenly guess or whatever. So just to have that bit of communication before and, and not only from, from our point of view to communicate, to communicate that to the anchor and to say, or, or if there's like a song list, some, some anchors... Um, find it helpful to know what the songs are in the set so that, you know, they can, like, if they've got stuff to bring, they can kind of put that in, you know, 
in a certain place and sometimes that works and sometimes it does but we're also just being flexible in it so having having a kind of an idea of what you want to do and being able to communicate that as 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 articulately as you can which is something that I still struggle with sometimes but um but having the balance between doing that but not being so grasped on with the plan but being like this is this is what this person's thinking this is this, this is what this person's thinking this is what I'm thinking like let God be God, and then just just bearing those things in mind as a guide is or is just really really helpful. And if God turns it in a different direction, turns it in a different different direction. But if not, then you you know then you've got that to to go with as well. And and, and again, it comes down to the thing of a relationship, like being able to communicate with that person and say this is what I'm feeling, and being and and then kind of having the rapport and the and the understanding with that person that that they kind of know, they know what you're getting at, kind of thing. Basketball is such a good analogy. Yeah. So, you know, when you think about basketball, before you go on court, the plays are planned out, but you don't actually know what plays you're going to play till you get on court. Mm. So you, you, you've got some rough ideas, and it's all whiteboarded out, and da, 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 but it's not until you actually go mm. that you know what what plays and what yeah. what things are going to happen. So we, we and I found that a really helpful mm. kind of... Analogy for for what we're trying to do on a on a Sunday. Do you, I mean, do you have any questions? Can I ask a quick one about the hosting and the thing in terms of? Would you suggest regularly having the same host for the same team? Is that something you've got to? Or no, I think well, maybe in an ideal world, we we I mean we we yeah, uh, not no, I, I, we haven't done that, and I think. I think it's fair to say that there are some worship leaders that operate better with some host than others. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Would you try and match that? Or Maybe in an ideal world, but... We, we tried with doing that, but it just... Be, I yeah. <laughs> make it happen without my head falling off. So. Yeah, it, mm. I, I mean, it, it, yeah, it'd be ideal, but... I mean, it'd be ideal if you had one set band every Sunday and, mm. and you know, but we try a little bit, don't we? But yeah. people, life happens. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, there was a point where we, we started to think about set bands, but then just personnel changed and moved around a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> and then some people kind of just, just by what they do kind of work better together than better together than others or more used to working together than others or they just kind of something, something just seems to click so you kind of like drums and bass seems to be like one like you've got a drummer and a bass that work really well together and it's really good it's a good idea if you can to just have those doesn't doesn't happen all the time but because they create that Sort of solid that rhythm section together. Sure. And have you got an agreed set of symbols? Sort of <laughs> no, not really. I've got into trouble with that before. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I do stick my tongue out if I've got someone bringing a tongue or something. Mm. Um, <laughs> depending on on who is the worshipper, it will depend on on how graphic that is. Um, <laughs> so if it's Joss, it might be slightly different to if it was Michaela. But um, mm -hmm. no, we don't have an not an agreed. I mean, I think you just get in, okay. you know. Sometimes we just shrug at each other, thinking, what do we do now? Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, if sometimes, I, you know, I have got on the stage sure. and asked them, mm. if I can't, what do you think, you know? Um, or I think like, you know, I think there have been times when you kind of feel like there's a real presence of God in the room for healing. I want to go up, up the healing. And so I want to mm. communicate yes. that really well sure, sure. to say that this is what I'm thinking, what are you doing? Yeah, and they go, yeah, 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 let's just, we've got this one and then we'll, we'll go and you, sometimes you have to have a, a kind of conversation and I think the bigger the church 
and the bigger the stage and all of those kind of things, the less willing you often are to do that. Okay. So you have to keep kind of pushing in for that because then you've got to climb up <coughs> two flights to get onto the stage or whatever it is. <laughs> yeah, all that kind of stuff. But you have to just keep pressing in. So it's generous. Yeah, so where we are in terms of a church plan, so we've probably got a number of people who come from other churches that are probably sort of quite front-led from their meetings and not used to contributing. So on the one hand, you're yeah, trying to draw that out of people. But that includes, I'd say, two of our worship leaders and not from... I, I'm, re I'm really good musically, but I'd say I'm not skilled in drawing it out of people. Yeah, yeah. Which probably involves us as hosts sort of interreading more than yes. otherwise would. Yes. But in terms of how to develop worship leaders in that and be sensitive to that, what would you suggest? I mean, it's not just worship leaders, is it, I guess. I think if people have come from a less contributive kind of environment, it's it's just it's trying to help build that culture. I mean, I guess with worship leaders, then you just have to specifically is invest in them, time with them, I think, and just, you know, I mean, without, I use a prophetic team, because I've done a lot of work with them, I, I, you know, I get away with murder <coughs> with them, do you know what I mean, because sometimes, you know, when they, when stuff starts happening, they can like clucking like chickens and making all sorts of funny noises, they all get very excited, and, and, and that's great, um, and I, I, I know they're not in here, but I'd say if they were, the reason I can get away with it is because they know that I would take a bullet for them. Mm. And I have done. And they know that. And so when I'm talking, I can, I can, I can get away with saying stuff um, where I think without that knowing that I'd take a bullet for them, that it's, it's harder. And so I think, you know, as you're developing a relationship with worship leaders and stuff, it's, it's building that so they know that you're for them, they know that you, you want to release them, they know that, that you see the gift and you want to expand the gift and they know that's where you're at and then when you then say this bit or we need to kind of develop that, there's a much just, that they're much more warm to the idea of, of, of a bit of correction or whatever but just, it's relationship really at the end of the, the, end of the day. Um, but it is hard in a church plant because, do you know what I mean? I'm I'm in a situation where we've got you know 400 people on a Sunday. Yeah. I've got professional musicians falling through the door because <laughs> we've spent hundred thousand pounds on gear and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So I recognise it's different, and I think well, one thing that has always sort of cheesed me off over the years is, is people talk from where they're at and expect you to apply it where you're at, and I only get to apply it where I'm at because of where I'm at. Yeah. I'm just going to come to that because. Most of us in this room, if not all of us, will, will be in churches or plants that are probably the fifth inside of you guys. And to use your basketball analogy, is it six in the basketball team? Yeah, yeah. Some of us on Sunday morning are sort of looking around and saying, where's, where's yeah, yeah. my other players, you know? Yeah. Uh, there isn't the equipment, the building. You've got worship leaders, if, even if you have got a team, yeah. setting up the equipment for the Sunday morning yeah. or bringing it in in their cars. Etc. Yeah. Um, Etc. Et yeah. um, now it's it's easy for us to think, oh, so therefore it doesn't apply. In some ways, it should actually make things easier. Yeah. In some ways, because it, it would be easier to communicate. There's fewer people involved. God yeah. is still God, and He's there. But uh, I don't know. Just to, could you expand? I mean, what are the from a worship and a lead in a meeting point of view? What are the the minimum basic things. I think that in, I'm thinking particularly in terms of when you turn up on a Sunday morning. With, you know, when we turn up on a Sunday, what's what's the basic? 
I'm one, you know, I'm thinking of worship leaders who, yeah, I'm, it doesn't make any difference what size church you're in about your week. <laughs> yeah. But if it's your full-time job, rather than you, yeah. you work, you know, six till yeah. seven, uh, 13 hour days, and you come home, and then you've got three kids, and you're the worship leader on Sunday, it does yeah. make that difference. So I don't yeah. know if you can throw to some, what, what, what's the base uh, Before you guys answer that, I think we should in a second, I think you're right, Steve, but I think there are some there are some things that are different and probably most of our settings which will be smaller yeah. we may not have a stage that's between yeah. the person leading the meeting that's and the band so that that's helps right. the band may not be on in ears so yeah. it's actually having a conversation yeah. is arguably easier yeah. so actually to answer your question it should be it should be easy for us that don't have some of those things yeah. to have those conversations and relationships as we go because some of the things that will be between that make it yeah. harder for you in a bigger setting, your band are plugged in, you've got three flights of stairs, oh. actually we haven't got any of those so there's less reason for us not to have the conversation as we go. I, yeah, mean, I know, think the danger is we can hide behind, Absolutely, yeah. we haven't got this, we haven't got that, yeah. whatever. Yeah, I, uh, I, think, I think I think my, the answer to that is, is I mean part of it is, is if you like, looking at some of the challenges we've had to get where we are and a lot of that has been around culture really right. and you're in a position to right. sort of set a culture now that that, that, that will, will work kind of all the way all the way through whatever the size is and I think you know I think the key cultural things for me would be team the gen, genuine team um, so you sort of see who's our who's our hosting team on a Sunday. It's your worship leader, it's your host, it's your preacher. You know, probably if I was boiling it down to a, your, your bare minimum, that that would probably be around. And, and it might be, as it has been, you know, us in the past. Your preacher is the host, is the, you know, um, uh, it, it, or, or anchor depends on how you how you kind of do do that on a Sunday. So we would have an anchor that's normally an elder. Yeah. Um, but we would have a host who isn't necessarily, um, uh, and um, so we do that because then anyone can host. Twelve-year-old can host. Okay. How would you, you describe know? the difference between the two roles? Um, well, the the reason we have an anchor um, is is because of a difference of opinion in the eldership um, over weighing and testing, okay. um, and, and in order to honour. Uh, the, those in the eldership that feel like it's a, a, an eldership function, I, I don't, that isn't my position, but, but I honour their position, is, is that we, you end up with, it is what it is because it is. And so you end up with this thing as well, why does an elder have to be the host? And when we actually pushed and pushed, it was because of the weighing and testing function yeah. of the host. Yeah. And so what I, I did was I asked would, if it was okay if I could separate that function out of the hosting function in order to honour the, the, the opinions that were held and then release the rest of the job from that. So, I mean, if I've been really blunt with you, so a woman could do it. Yeah. That was the honest reason at that point in time. So we could have women front in the meeting um, without offending people that felt that it was an elders function to weigh and test. Um, so we separated that out. Now sometimes if I'm preaching I may therefore be the anchor because I'm an elder as well and I happen to be there 
Um, but I tend to operate in that role as like low control, high accountability. So, so I, I wouldn't be on the host all the time and stuff, but, but I would draw them in, um, even if I was weighing and testing. So that's why we would, we would separate those, and that depends on where you are and how, how you operate um, as, a, as a church. But whatever that team is, so if it's an anchor and a host and a preacher and a worship leader, it's, it's defined, well, who, who is our Sunday morning team? So, you know, who, who are the people that are fundamentally going to be those that are leading and gathering us into, into the presence of God to, together? And I think that that's, doesn't matter on the size of the, mm. the church and building enough relationship within that group of people for that to, to work well. I think that would be, that'd be the key thing. And then thus you build a culture of team. Um, of, of genuine kind of team together and I'll tell you what it's really freeing because it's not all down to you to get it right yeah. you know if I kind of feel like oh I didn't let that prophetic word through and I should have done or I didn't let that one through and I really shouldn't have done and whatever it is it's like all you're all carrying it you're all carrying it together and sometimes you can kind of feel like the weight of the world on your shoulders because you kind of feel like oh that was a real it's all my fault or, or whatever. And so I think when you, when you can carry that to give us tea, it's not so heavy. And is there any other factors in, in terms of setting the culture? That, that's the key thing. That just to I would say so. If you yeah. want to chip in and I'll see if I'm here. <laughs> Anything that speaks to me. I think I do. Uh, I just asked a question about, you know, you're talking about relationship and the feedback at the end of the uh, meeting or service. Yep. Because there's so many demands on your time at the end of the day. There's folk you want to talk to, there's folk yeah. you think they're always asking you to go and talk to, there's fellowship, there's putting arms around people. How do you actually deal with that where you want to? Well, we like the feedback, Michaela. I mean, just what do you think we're like? What are we like? Yeah, like, what's it like for feedback on Sundays for you as a worship leader? Well, I think to get honest feedback, you've got to ask for it, haven't you? Like, no, I was just wondering if you had if you had the formal let's get together as such and such. No. Oh no, there's no debriefing or anything like that. No. But um, you get feedback, the people kind of. Yeah. So uh, so often. Say well done or. Yeah, and people people will come up and sort of say well mm -hmm. done, or sort of God spoke to me during that time of worship, or you said that encouragement and that you know, and, and I'm always really grateful when people do that, and it's just really humbling and really. Um, I mean, I'll try to. So I'll try to go yeah. up to the band and yeah. afterwards and say, good yeah. job or, or whatever. But yeah. We don't. So as an eldership team, um, staff team will debrief a Sunday, um, but not. Not straight after a meeting. I mean, the, I mean, again, coming back to Steve's point, is is as that you know we're talking from where we are. So where we are is we have a a guy that was brought in to do nothing but play his guitar, <laughs> so the worship, who has since become an elder, who is overseeing all of the worship. So we have an inbuilt feedback loop. So as we sit down as elders and debrief the Sunday, he's there, he can then kind of feed that back. Also, it's not just that, it's vision. Do you know what I mean? As, as, as we're talking about where we're going, what we feel God's saying, what God's doing, there's an inbuilt feedback loop into the worship team. So in a sense, we don't even... I've not even thought about it till just now, but that that happens because it happens it, 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 because of the way we're structured. Um, but if you're not structured like that, 
then you'd probably need mm. some. I think that's probably at the beginning of the journey. It's probably worth doing more intentionally on that. So as you're building relationship as the worship team or leaders don't know your heart as a meeting leader so much, you've probably got to invest more in that. Yeah. So if we were doing tomorrow, for example, together, we're not too happy about If we're doing tomorrow, I'll probably sit down with you after the day going, okay, what have we learned out of today? What have I learned about how you guys work? What have you learned about what I want to get out of today? And then that gives us a platform for tomorrow. So I'm just thinking back to Devoted, which is the a sort of festival that we, we run as Christ Central Church. It's a little play there next summer. Um, so... A couple of years ago, we got fat, we got uh, Lou and Nathan Fellingham in, or Fatfish Fame, uh, to lead worship. That was the first time that I'd worked with them. I'd known Nathan f- for some time, didn't know Lou so well, but we got them in to lead worship for us at the events. I've got some responsibility for helping to lead some of the meetings. So as we went through the weekend, we made an in, in, you know, intentionally sat down and go, okay, how, we did do a bit of a debrief. Because they have a relationship. They don't know me, I don't know them. Mm. So how did it go? What worked well? What didn't work well? Uh, and there's more, to begin with, to be honest, there's more like what didn't work well. Because <laughs> there's a lot more on that list. Because there wasn't a degree of relationship there. As the weekend progressed, that list got shorter. <laughs> and then what worked well got longer. When we had them the second year, actually, because we'd done it before, we've got some relationship now, they knew what they wanted, we knew how they worked, and you know, the, the list of what didn't work was, was very short. And as you do that in a local church, because you're doing it week in, week out, probably at the beginning of that journey when you've got a new church plant or new people on team, you've got to be more intentional on that. But as you've got, as you've got history together, you know, you don't have to do it, perhaps you're not quite so intentional on that because you've got some shared heart and some shared journey. And I think speaking to your point of busyness and, and, and all of that kind of stuff, because you know, sun, Sundays are, are, are the busiest day of rest you'll ever have, aren't they, really? Um, <laughs> is, I would, t- I would tend to, uh, I would always give sort of uh, positive feedback quickly. Yes. Um, I wouldn't give negative feedback on a Sunday. I would speak to them another time. Mm. Um, now it doesn't normally happen like that because it would happen with Joss and Joss do it to me with them anyway. But but essentially that would be how I would I would do it. So, so I mean, good news in the moment, or I don't know if you use this at, at church. You know, good news by email, bad news to your face. Never bad news on an email or something like that. So, um, mm. just uh, but it's building that culture, isn't it? Again, that's what yeah. we're talking about. It's just building that re- relationship. Mm. I think it's about wanting to, like, it's about developing your gift as well, isn't it? I think if you, you know, having a conversation with someone where you talk about feedback isn't always, doesn't always have to feel like I'm just telling you my thoughts and something like, do you want to hear my, like, something I didn't really think worked so well or are you all right with that or what? But actually, like, for for me, like, I, I want to develop my gift as a worship leader so I will ask for I ask people who I trust and ask people who like, like just like I always ask just like you know is, is there anything that you think that I could have done better or is there anything that like you think 
that I could have worked, you know, sort of emphasise more or any kind of thoughts. Mm. So, like, if you're inviting people's thoughts and you're inviting them to speak into you like that, you're then they, they, they mm. gives them the platform to be able to do that. And, you know, if you're asking, like, you know, is there anything that I could have improved on, then they can, they can answer you. Sure. Yes, there is something that you could have improved on or not, you did awesome or, or whatever. But, yeah, it's just, and I think, you know, that should be true of, Everyone yes. in the church really shouldn't they? have, you know, that, that kind of desire to develop the gift that God's given them and to ask for feedback in that in that kind of context. And if you're asking for it, then it it provides that freedom for people to to speak to you honestly. And I think again, it's culture, it's relationship. Yeah. Um, is the other thing is is that what what we've got, and what Josh has done a brilliant job of with our musicians is every single musician believes that their gift exists to serve the church and none of them believe that the church exists to serve their gift mm -hmm. and that is a massive problem in churches yes. um, it was a massive church yeah. when when Joss came in I, I, I stood everybody down because we tried it before we brought Dave Felly in and said Dave fix our worship team <laughs> and uh, then we brought Joss in um, but I realised what had happened was, was that I'd not cleared the ground for Dave in the way I should have done and I wasn't going to make that mistake again with Joss and what we found was how many people just threw their toys out of the pram some left the church do you know what I mean and you're just thinking what it's like you know what we're doing, whether it's preaching, singing, playing music. You know, we're to our gifts are there to serve yes. the church, and actually, you can see sometimes quickly how that shifts. And and actually, you kind of when you actually get down to it, mm. it feels like I don't know the, the church is here for you. Just the only reason you come is because you sing. When you think you're on, this is we've got around the wrong way. So that's part of resetting, and 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 why I guess in a smaller context, a church plant, there are brilliant opportunities because there is no culture. So you get to set the culture and 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 bring that through very very quickly. Whereas, you know, it can seem great, big church. Oh, where are all those resources? You're thinking, yeah, and I've got I've got culture that I've got to change, um, rather than set, and and that. That's hard sometimes. Mm. But uh, Joss has done a good job. I think the other thing is you do spend quite a lot of time hanging out together, don't you, anyway? Yeah. So the genuine friendship. Um, yes. So we do you have weekends in. Do you want to talk about weekends in? Yeah, yeah. So we do that. Um, well, explain what it is. A weekend in is a weekend in. <laughs> yeah, so we can't afford to have a weekend we, now. Uh, well, this one that we've just recently done is there's something we do as a worship team. Um, and it wants one weekend a term, it averages out on we kind of meet together um, and it generally is like a Friday night, a Saturday all day thing um, and that can kind of be anything really, I mean the, the one that we just had was um, we uh, we actually joined together with um, the youth because they were using the building as well um, on Friday, we did some worship uh, on the Friday night and then uh, there was just some praying and stuff um, and then Saturday morning just sat down for breakfast together and just had like discussion points and kind of sat around tables and just chatted around those, um, and there was some stuff that Jen, um, who, uh, she's Joss's wife, who's worshiped as well, um, she kind of wanted to do, so we kind of workshopped that a little bit, and did kind of like team building exercises and stuff like that, and then just hung out in the afternoon, 
um, and then came together again in the evening for just a worship, and um, one of the guys from the team did a, did a talk. But but it ten, it changes every time. So one of them like we we like to have kind of times when we meet together and worship together because we're on the worship team. But but it's about building relationship and it's about getting to know each other better and hanging out. That's kind of the main objective of it, and so that so that we can keep the connection between everybody and we can keep that you know because you can often. If you're if you're being kind of rotated on, or you're, you're not, you, you know, you, you could go for a few weeks without speaking to someone that's on the same team as you, so you don't really know what's going on with them, or you know, anything like that, and that just gives the opportunity to like catch up with everybody and like just to just to catch the dynamic again of of the team and what that is and and where we're kind of where we're at together, and so that's really that's really really helpful, and we often have like a the odd evening and stuff, there'll be like, you know, someone who, we've got a Facebook page for the worship and production team and someone will just post on there, hey, I'm, you know, more fancy coming around for tonight to watch a film or, or whatever, just to keep that spirit of community within that, the team as well as, you know, being mindful that we need to be doing that outside of the team as well and with other people in the church. And so just to pick yeah. up, production team, so that's yeah. PA guys, so that's the, the PA guys are all included in all of this, yeah. Yeah. so weekends in, all of that, the production production guys are there, uh, which for us would include sound and TV um, guys would all be would all be there as well. So it's all very much together. So the, the production team um, is is very much part of the worship team. So the sound guys are very much part of that. Yeah. I, mean, I guess coming back to Steve's point is again the difference is is that the bigger you get, the more specialised people become. Um, whereas in a small setting, everybody does everything, and so again, here what we're saying in the context of, 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 of specialisms, where you know Michaela and the guys, you know, they serve by doing the worship, whereas in your context, sometimes they serve by doing the worship, doing the coffee, setting the chairs out. Do you know what I mean? So it's you know you've got to you've got to see it in in the light of of that. But uh, you know the the key is relationship, doing stuff. Hanging out together. Well, I think. Come a second. I think relationship between the band and the production team is a huge one to invest in. So before I led a church full time, um, I worked for a production company and sold and installed church sound and production systems. Did a lot of training with techies around the country, spent most of my time sort of training church teams and I think my observation was often there was a massive disconnect between the worship team at the front and the techies at the back and often nobody would pay any attention to the, the guys at the back until something went wrong and then everybody would turn around and look uh, and they'd feel that um, and I think you know the more you can the more you can invest in relationship between the production team and the worship yeah. team, it's, like it's the same team. So we just had a, an evening this last week, didn't we? We had uh, a pizza and a worship night. And, and it helps that we've got each band, because we have set bands, so each band has got a set PO team. Yes. So that relationship that's great. Yeah. Yeah. That works really well. No, that's yeah, that's awesome. enough people to kind of do that. Yeah. That's amazing. And one of the yeah. things we do, and I've done in the past, I mean, it's difficult, sometimes it's difficult for me because my, my, my kids are the production team. So my yeah. youngest son heads up the PA team, um, and my other son heads up the TV 
team because that's what they do um, in their in their lives. So, um, but what happens is, is again from a meeting host perspective, a brilliant time to honour your PA team is when there's been some feedback, and I don't mean <laughs> feedback when it's all gone badly wrong. Because I've used that, so I've just sort of said I just want to honour someone. I'd like you to turn around and look at them and turn around and look at the guys at the back on the PA desk because the only time you ever look at them is when they've done something wrong. <laughs> so I just want you to honour them now while they're doing something right and then yeah. get to church. Yeah. You know, um, so it's, it's important because they're, they're normally the, the forgotten ones well, until something goes wrong. They're always the first and last out as well. Yeah, yeah absolutely. When they didn't do something wrong, they just didn't react quick enough to someone else. So yeah, probably, yes, blame <laughs> them. Yeah, let's go out. But, um, <laughs> uh, it's, I mean, it's, yeah, it is a... The more money you spend, I've discovered the more complicated it can be. As well, I look at our desk sometimes thinking, oh, we try to land a shuttle on the moon. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I noticed a couple of questions. I saw your hand up earlier, and there was one here as well. If that, that may have passed. Feedback from the good sort. Okay, great. Okay, thank you. So, so uh, for, for a church pursuing the presence of God, yeah. um, just thinking about how meetings are led, so just back to host anchor type. Again. Generically, what would you say might be pros and cons of having a meeting leader up front and centre for the whole of the worship time? What, facing out? Facing towards the congregation. Ooh, I could do so that. So why, why would you say that? What, what, would, what, what, what are the cons? I think, well, unless it was the worship, the cons are everybody's looking to him to do something or her. Um, so even when we have... Um, a conference is different, but often when prophetic contribution comes, we have a, a microphone stand that's facing the band. Okay. So when they bring a prophetic contribution, they'll still face the band, they won't address the church. Yeah. Um, so I think it's, from that perspective, it's, I'm, not, I'm, I'm, I'm looking to focus everybody on, on him, if you like. And I think, I mean, the bands are kind of there as a, yeah, I, I'm not saying that's right or wrong. I just wouldn't, I wouldn't feel comfortable doing it. Um, you know, sometimes if you get on the stage to kind of land it and, and people are kind of singing and worshipping and you're kind of thinking, I want to join in, I'll get off the stage and join in. I wouldn't stand there and kind of, you know, in front of them. I'd feel uncomfortable personally in that, in that context, um, doing that. Um, yeah, I'm not sure that's a good answer, but I'd feel like, I'd, I would feel uncomfortable. Like detract from the church. It, your church would, might be engaging with that person. Yes, I mean, I not yeah, I mean, it's a challenge, isn't it? I mean, the whole even worship is a thing. You know, often I like to challenge the church on. Do you know what I mean? Like Joss is brilliant because Joss, I've seen him in a, in a 500-person congregation with his guitar, and that's it. Yeah. And he can bring him into the presence of God, and he's wonderful. And sometimes we do that, don't we? We strip back. Mm -hmm quite a lot, you know, so, I mean, people come and come and say, oh, I guess that's what it's like on your church on a Sunday morning, right here, and you think, well, yeah, it is, that's our Sunday morning band, that is what it's like on a Sunday morning, which is brilliant, you know, and if anybody says it's not, they're not telling you the truth, it's brilliant, you know, but the reality is, is, is that if, if, if my congregation's ability to worship God, God rests on yeah. how good these guys are, then you've got a problem, yeah. you know, and so have they. And so that's sometimes why we'll strip back and we don't tell them when we're stripping back and when we're not stripping back. And that could be right the way back to just jostling a guitar. Sometimes we've done it with just two guitars and someone on that 
boxy thing, um, or whatever, cajon or whatever it is. Um, do you know what I mean? And just because you've got to make sure that that people's ability to worship God doesn't rest on whether they've had a good week or not, or whether they've got the right band on or not. Um, yeah. You know, I like that worship leader, I don't like that worship leader. Um, so I think it's, um, it's always a challenge, I think, in that sense, and, and not wanting their people's ability to rest on me or, or anybody else. Which is why team's good, because yes. it's yes. not about one yeah. person. Yes. Yeah. Having seen that in operation, I think, I think it can come back to what you said earlier about like worship leaders, for instance, need to be given authority yeah. as well as responsibility. Yeah. And I think if the the anchor is an elder who is there to do the weighing, which you said is an eldership thing, but it's almost like that the authority for that meeting is even more revolving around that that person. Yeah. And that could yeah. be restrictive upon the worship leader. Yeah. And possibly also give that that sense to the congregation that it all is revolving around that person. Yeah. But you know, it, I know, I know what you're talking about. It's a matter of what you're going up with in the style, isn't it? Yeah. It's quite interesting because that's the model we we've used. Because that's what we work like. So it's, I'm really hearing it. But I'm what's also good is that I feel like I'm reading the meeting because I'm also prophetic. Do you know what I mean? In, when I'm angry, yeah. and then I'm actually. You know, the team being with the worship, so it's, um, I feel like I can help them read as well. Yeah, so, th the thing is, when you're sitting with your back to it, I mean, you can read, can't you? Yeah, and yeah, you're yeah. helping, particularly when you're nurturing worship leaders, yeah. you can, but I can, I totally get the other argument as well. Yeah, so I mean, as yeah. I say, I mean, that would just be, that's what I'm saying, I, I'd feel uncomfortable, yeah. but I wouldn't make it, yeah. wouldn't make it kind but of but right or wrong. Hinder. The, the sure. Either, mm. so and, and it, you know, so much depends on culture, style, size. Mm. So as, as, as churches grow and, and as we've been through that growth, you, you, have, to, you have to change and, and adapt. In, in, you can't just keep going, well, that's how we've always done it, and keep on doing it how we've always done it. You know, if, if that had been the case, we would still only have elders hosting the meeting, for example. Um, so it's, 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 and that's me all over, that is just constantly challenging the status quo. But, but there's that, you know that that sense of well, what what is the best now where we are now and yeah. you know you can only be the judge of that in the context that you're mm. you know that you're in mm -hmm. and maybe part of my discomfort in doing it is I've never been in an environment where that's how it's been so it just feel awkward mm -hmm. to me but that that doesn't make it right wrong or indifferent really. Just, sorry, just what you're saying about just the worst leader and and just giving them kind of authority as well as responsibility. I think that's like, but for me, I was, I've been a worship leader before in a, in a church where actually that wasn't really the case and the, and the way that it kind of worked was the, you know, you kind of had abandoned people and you knew that you were kind of on stage for that amount of time and there wasn't really, there, there was communication, but there was just like expectation that you, that like, if the the meeting leader had something that we would kind of just go okay, like and just take a massive kind of step back, and then they kind of do their thing, and then when they're finished doing their thing, then we kind of yeah. get kind of back and do something else or whatever. It just felt like a little bit disjointed and a little bit like again, kind of like I guess that that communication that wasn't really kind of managed that well. But, have, but 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 now, kind of in in King's Church, 
that feeling of, of having that authority. Because if you're a worship leader, you're a worship leader. Like mm. you, you, and that authority, you know, you, you, you're kind of leading, you, you've been put in that position for, for a reason because mm. someone's seen something in you and, that, and, and that's an authority that you have. And, like, and the fact that, that is, that's something that's recognised is, it, it, it means a, a massive, massive amount. And so you, you kind of feel like you can participate <laughs> more in, like, what, in what's going on. And, and it, it, it brings together, it, it brings you closer to the, the congregation. It brings you, and it makes you, you know, and, and, and that kind of, that change in dynamic, it, it makes me, it, 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 I don't know, what word am I trying to use? It, it, it just means a lot. So I guess, like, just, in, just encouraging that, really, is, um, you know, making sure that the worship leader knows that they matter and that they've got authority. And, and, and in the context of what all, everything that we've been talked about, talking about as well, just about relationship and working together and fitting in and, and gifting, just, um, just knowing that is, is there. Is a, it, it makes a massive difference. What, what about with yeah. newer, less experienced worship leaders? So, do you just suddenly throw them in and give them loads of authority? Or no. How do you do that, gentlemen? No. We would give them other context outside of a Sunday, long yeah. before we let them loose on a Sunday. Mm-hmm. So, so like that's your method of doing that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So prayer meetings, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. smaller yeah. gatherings, mm-hmm. all of those kind of contexts. Mm-hmm. As we, as you would anyone. I mean, we're, we're normally like, even the prophetic is like as. as as the context grows, so so the measure of gifting needs to grow um, as well. And you know what 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 you allow someone to bring at a 35 for us 35 people prayer meeting would be very different to what you do at a 450 Sunday morning. Um, you know because they've got to learn and they've got to hone the gift, and and so there's all those sorts of different things. In the same way as I wouldn't let someone who's learning to play the guitar play on the band. Yeah. But, but the, first time, got the first time they make that jump, it's still a big jump mm-hmm. for the Sunday yeah. meeting. But then, so do they make that jump with that full level of being given that authority, or do you have a different? Way yeah, I think we give them the authority, but it's 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 all about how much it's control and accountability for me. So yeah. so there's that, that you know with Michaela, there's low control, high accountability. Yeah. With a brand new worship leader, there'd be a higher measure of control. I know I'm not using that word, <laughs> but yeah. but there's a high amount of control with the same measure of account, high accountability yeah. as well and authority. Mm-hmm. So it's just there's just you're a bit more hands on, mm-hmm. and they want you to be yeah, sure. to be honest. They 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 they, yeah. they do yeah. they do want you to be. Yeah. 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 I feel similarly. It's just interesting. To yeah, that's how that's how we do it. And we audition for our musicians as well. So, can I just ask, just as a little touch to this, really, you, you a lot of talk about gifting, but when you've been given something to work with, yeah, you've got a number of people you're working with, and you, you're maybe not coming in from the outside, but you're investing yeah. in, but you've got people who maybe, you, you, see, you see elements of gifting coming through, but character is maybe a little bit, yeah. I think that's a key sort of area. Massive. How do we do that? How, how do we keep investing when maybe character and gifting need to be growing? That's a really together? good point. I mean, I was well, I've been trying to get in, but I know it's getting late, but yeah, I, I mean, there's been a lot of talk of gifting, but yeah. how do we inve- keep investing and how do we bring people through into leading? And yeah. Character is huge. Yeah. It's a huge thing. We haven't got time to go into it now, but it is a huge thing. So for us, is 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 its character, it's, it's character and gifting in equal measure. 
So, you know, the same as you would with, you know, uh, we, we've got some amazing prophets whose characters are like a gazillion miles away from their gift. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and you end up in, in la-la land if you're not careful. So, so you've got to be able to, to recognise the measure of gift and then disciple them to bring their character into measure with their gift. Um, and that would then determine how much freedom and, if you like, how much low control, high accountability, how that balance shifts uh, once you see more of the character and, and gifting together. Um, but we, I mean, you know, we've stood people out of the worship team that has caused us massive problems logistically okay. because of character issues. Um, and I don't mean that, you know, they've gone off on the deep end and done something like, you know, loopy, but just, I mean, obviously you do that, but, but even things where you think, do you know what, that's just not yeah. the character. Yeah. And it's not like you're out of the worship team, it's just you're off the rotor. While we kind of address something, sure. and, and that's happened, and, and 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 so you've got to be equally committed to the gifting and the character. Well, I think that probably is a good place to. It's a good job we didn't have any notes. We can get along with the time. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely.